0: The one and only Georgina and this is episode 68. I'm the only person in the studio today. My co-host is on holiday but that doesn't mean we can't have a good time. I basically get to live out my radio host personality, dreams, fantasy, you know, when I do these. So this is fun for me. I'm having a great time. Before we get... Further into this episode, please make sure to follow us on socials. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at dumb as sage. You can find us on Instagram and Threads at dumb dot Use the hashtag dumb sage. Please leave us a like, comment, review, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. That was kind of hard to do, by myself. a lot worse god damn okay so i'm just gonna dive straight into my banging baffling and boring for the week because they're quite hefty in and of themselves so good news straight out the bat my banging i finally finished my thesis corrections if you guys tuned in for the last couple of episodes i've been talking about wanting to do them and trying to do them but just never finishing. <laughs> but thankfully I completed them this weekend. And I literally feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I didn't realise how much was hovering over my head. But it's done. So much closer to finalising this chapter of my life. Exciting. Now on to Baffling. And this is kind of going to hybrid with my still-to-be-decided segment of TikTok of the week. I came across a TikTok of a guy in his home. I will, I'm wondering whether I should say his ethnicity. Well, I'm sure by the end of this, you can probably figure out what this person is. And he was spraying perfume into a cup of water which he then used to iron his clothes the water right and his reasoning behind this was perfume like leaves such a statement when you walk into the room like you know you really want people to be able to like choke on your perfume essentially and i mean i get it I too, I'm constantly on a quest for nice perfumes because I want to, like, be the kind of person when I walk by you, I want you to be like, wow, she smells nice. Like, I want that to be one of the first things that come to your mind when I walk by. So I understand the desire to want to smell nice. I get it. Like, I drown myself in perfume every time I leave the house. I understand. However... (laughs) I just, the fundamental issue I have with this TikTok is (laughs) the fact that perfumes are formulated to be worn on the skin, right? Sorry to enter my nerd bag, but this is where she really pisses me off. Perfume is made for the purpose of interacting with our body, our heat, are like our own personal aromas, the oil on our skin, like it's formulated to work with that, not to be sprayed into water which you're now going to heat into oblivion in your ion. Please, 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 and please, what are we doing? Just spray the fucking perfume onto your neck, on your temples, like a normal human being. I big what are we doing? I saw that TikTok and I was like, man we have to stop <laughs> like we really have to get up because it's just it's becoming unnecessary like i don't even know what exactly he's trying to like i know you want to smell good for reasons that is unique to himself but you now you're changing the chemistry of the perfume by putting it into the iron so you're essentially defeating the purpose of wearing the perfume in the first place or maybe in his mind it smells nicer. But I don't think that would be good for you. Like, only God knows, like, you're breaking down the perfume in the iron when you heat it up. Like, what are the byproducts of that? Are those toxic? Let's be, you know, engaging with our knowledge. Like, just, I even came across a tip. Apparently, some people rub a little bit of Vaseline on the key points on their body that they spray perfume on and that makes it smell not smell better but like last longer i'm gonna try it out like you know things like this spray on your clothes buy stronger perfume but please let's not be playing chemist in your living room because you want to smell nice like man tiktok (sighs) you guys like my my war against tiktok continues every day I am exposed to content from that app and I'm just like, we could have done so much better as human beings if we didn't have TikTok, like that app man, it just, I don't know, I don't know. Now my boring, I'm kind of over, surprisingly, shockingly, I'm kind of over the discourse around Halle Bailey and whether she's pregnant or not. Yes, I know. Gasp. I know. I mentioned a couple episodes ago that she could be pregnant. I fueled this fire. I know. But the reason why I'm taking a U-turn is because it's becoming ridiculous (laughs) as it often does. People are micro-analysing every single thing. Like, we're getting to that point in time when Beyonce was pregnant with Blue. And people were, like, taking crazy pictures of Beyonce, trying to see if her stomach was folding over to prove that she wasn't pregnant. Like, we're entering psychotic levels of analysis when it comes to Harley now. And I think we should all, like move move forward like we really need to stop examining women's bodies women in the media we make their lives so difficult by just nitpicking every little picture of them that we see you okay, guys let's move on there was some chit chat about megan the stallion the other day she was some pictures of her body of course she does she looks fucking fantastic and then everybody started talking about oh this has to be bbl and then it became no she's from houston her body just looks like that and like i was just thinking to myself imagine if people just sat down and looked at pictures of your body all day and just picked it apart piece by piece just because like it's kind of insane you shouldn't be contributing to these things so i'm making a point on this podcast To not feed into that anymore. If Halle wants to tell us that she is preggers, we'll deal with the news when we get it. (laughs) But in the meantime, let's just, you know, allow it. Like, they're women. Yes, they're celebrities, but they're women. And I, for one, would hate, literally could die if people just sat around talking about my body all day. Like... I know I'm sexy, but you guys need to talk about it too much. Come on. Okay, so that segment is done. And now we can get into this actual heap of hot topics. We have so much to talk about. Like, everybody's on one of late. So I'm wondering how long this is going to last. I'm hoping to give you guys, like, a classic Wendy Williams one hour of hot topics, like back when that show was running every now and again the gist that happened like overnight or over the weekend was so overwhelming that Wendy just had to dedicate the entire show to hot topics because the gist was too hot so I'm hoping we can kind of do that today okay so first and foremost Mercedes I know formula one we haven't talked about that in ages mercedes announced that lewis hamilton has signed a contract extension for 2024 and 2025 as well as george russell so haven't talked about formula one in ages because it's been so fucking depressing but we have some good news with this now we know lewis is going to be with mercedes for at least another two years with russell the pairing works when when mercedes get it right they get it right all we need now is the car. Mercedes. I don't know what it's going to take. I, I was even going to say, I don't care if you people cheat. But I kind of do care. But I'm not saying you should cheat. But whatever it takes to build the car that will make sure Lewis reaches his 8th world championship. Do it. Okay. All this losing. I'm not waiting. We've got two years. We have a mission. Let's finish. That's what we need. So good news. Because I'm really, I like, I was dreading Lewis leaving to another team. Because, you know, there were rumours swelling. The, the most credible, not credible, but the most realistic one, but even then the most stupid one, was Lewis going to Ferrari. And I would literally rather die than see <laughs> Lewis going to Ferrari. And I knew in the back of my mind that it just wasn't realistic. But I kind of was like, but what if, you know. So I'm really happy that this has been announced. And we can just put all our energy into good vibes and good results for the next year's because this season please i'm just waiting for it to be over at this point every race like max has won 10 races in a row now like it's it's ridiculous but anyways moving on beyonce she had the last of her three shows in la on the 4th of September which is our queen's birthday she looked absolutely stunning I'm not entirely sure who put that outfit together and I really wanted to say who did it oh my god I'm sorry guys I need to tell you who made this outfit this outfit was put together by Dolce & Gabbana this is a custom fit looked gorgeous absolutely stunning and she gave a lovely, lovely speech, just after she um finished singing "Dangerously in Love," and she said so many sweet things. Like she thanked her family. She thanked Destiny's Child, including the OG members Latoya and Latavia. She specifically thanked her children and Jay Z, saying, "I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my husband and all the shit we've been through. Like, goddamn." Like, Beyonce, she says a lot without saying a lot. So, that was loaded. I mean, again, I would not speculate, but that was hefty, you know? So, it was just so nice to see Beyonce give us, like, a little hint. Not even a hint, but just, like, a peek, you know, behind the the beast that is Beyonce. We just got to see the tender woman inside, who is a mother, a, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend, you know? So it was really lovely to see that moment. I cried. I've watched that video like 3,000 times and it's just so cute to me. But the rest of the show was fucking stunning. She had this really adorable moment with Tia Mari. This video was circling the interweb where she incorporated a song of tears. from Apparently, just around the time that Beyonce was starting out in girl's time, um... Tia and her twin sister Tamara were in a group and they had a song. And Beyonce found a way to incorporate, like, like a five five five-second snippet of that song into 1 plus 1. And it was just so beautiful. And it just spoke to... I want to hail Beyonce real quick, okay? I need to give this woman her 10s. It's coming a bit late. Like, her birthday was a couple days ago at this point. But it's never too late to praise Beyonce. You guys, Beyonce is... A literal genius. She has managed to become the literal icon of a generation in the space of about 25 years. She started in 97. She's had so many eras, so many phases in between that time and the growth has been monumental. The other day I was watching the Mrs Carter World Tour on YouTube. And that tour was one of Beyoncé's longest tours. She performed 132 shows worldwide. Like, this is when she was going to Brazil, to Australia. She was going everywhere. And every night, this woman was performing like it was her last day on earth. Like, she put her all into it. She was singing and dancing for almost two hours. And... Beyonce is now on a world tour. Still to this day, blowing my mind. Like the the production, the outfits, the costuming, the stage direction, the vocals, the choreo. Like it is a spectacular show, and this is twenty five years deep. Please, don't you ever. <laughs> say anything about this woman she is a beast she's one of a kind we will never have another beyonce as long as i live there will never be anybody who is able to do the things that she does that's able to blow my mind the way that she does like i'm constantly in awe of this woman so i've been seeing a lot of discourse online lately saying that beyonce is not a songwriter or she's not as strong as a songwriter as some of her contemporaries i don't even want to say peers the people that so happen to do music around the time that she's doing music because she works with so many people and that like the songwriters list tends to be very long whereas somebody like a taylor swift or Adele, there's maybe like three four people on the song or maybe even one or two do you guys realize how stupid you sound when you accuse beyonce of having too many writers on the song it means that Beyonce is aware that when music is a truly collaborative effort, when you're pulling in multiple people in a room to put all of their talents together, what you're going to hear is going to be some of the best shit you've ever heard in your life. If you look at the credit list for Renaissance, it's long as shit. But have you fucking heard Renaissance? It's some of the best music that's ever been made. Period. So I don't understand why we have this discourse every now and again that beyonce is not a songwriter beyonce is not a songwriter beyonce has won multiple awards for her songwriting and these are for songs where she was one of the major writers on the song and also for songs where she put a thousand people on the song everything slaps like just can't sit down you guys like i'm blaming this on tiktok I'm blaming this on TikTok. Everybody thinks that their opinion matters, and they think that if they, you know, sound real uppity and put subtitles on the TikTok, that suddenly their opinion means something. It doesn't. Because now this ideology is feeding into the town. People are getting mad bold. I'm just like, okay, and your credentials are like, who are you exactly? Anyways, moving on. <laughs> So, okay, more of the birthday show. So, she performed the big three, which is famously, um, thick, all up in your mind, drunk in love. Kendrick Lamar came out for America Has a Problem, but he had mic issues for half of it, which was absolutely insane to me. Like, that day, the number of times I saw tweets where somebody was like, somebody's getting fired, and I actually what, like, normally I'll be like, okay, relax, but. I couldn't, I couldn't back this. Your one job is to make sure that Kendrick's mic is working. Because this was a moment. Like, we don't see these people together often. So this was a fucking moment. And his mic was off for half of it. Come on now. We also had Tyler Ross coming out during the, bad interlude, the, the band interlude. Which is normally, like, in the middle of the show. She came out during the section where the backup singers sing a diana ross song funny enough called love hangover she comes out looking fucking spectacular diana ross is almost 80 years old i think she's 79 years old body banging (laughs) hair scrumptious skin smooth like she was literally glowing and i was just like wow but she's fucking diana ross like she herself is a legend so of course she looks stunning and she came out. She had this really cute moment with Beyonce. She sang Happy Birthday to her with the crowd. It was gorgeous. We saw a picture of not picture, video of um Jay Z recording the moment, and I just thought it was so like funny to me because I'm sure after the show there were angles of that moment from so many different people, but Jay Z had to record it for himself on his own phone. and I just found that so cute. As always, it was a star-studded-as-fuck event. Um, All the celebrities were there, literally. You name a celebrity, they were there. I had a feeling that this would probably be the the peak show because it was her birthday show and it was the last of the three LA shows. So I knew everybody was going to show out. Adele was there, the Kardashians were there, Um, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner were there. I have a list, hold on. Tom Hollands and they are Ayo Jeff Bezos even Megan Marco popped out again cuz she went to like, a show a few days ago and she came again Justin Bieber was there Lizzo was there but she was mad quiet with it Brandy was there I think Tyler Perry was there again Lil Wayne <laughs> like everybody was there and it was a good time. Like, I've watched the recordings on YouTube. It looked like such a good time. Oh, there was this really funny video of um. North, Northwest. She was, like, in Club Rent. So, she was waiting for Beyonce to come around during the performance of Break My Soul. And she's waiting in her spot. And she's, like, I think she asked Kim to take a picture. But Kim was talking to Jay-Z. So the moment comes where Beyonce is right behind North and Kim is too busy talking. And by the time she looks up, Beyonce is gone. And you just see North like shouting at Kim. I think she's shouting mom. And it's just so funny to me because that was such like a human moment. Like, yes, that smells worse than Kim Kardashian. But if you break that relationship down, that's a mom and a daughter. And your mom is talking too much. And she's the picture you asked her to take, she didn't take. Like, That was just so funny to me um okay i mentioned timothy and kylie the discourse my god the discourse pictures of them making out came out and timothy was holding a cigarette and suddenly everybody on twitter had never seen a cigarette before like they were calling for his head (laughs) they were really like timothy please put the cigarettes down are you guys being serious i was watching a show on netflix this weekend called painkiller And it's a dramatization of the um, time in in history, I guess, when a pharmaceutical company called Purdue made a pill called OxyContin, also known as Oxy, and how this had a huge influence on the opioid crisis in America. I learned today that out of all the drugs in this life, weed, cocaine, all of that, prescription drugs are the number one drug of choice in america so i say all of that to say a cigarette come on guys anyways to wrap this beyonce hailing section up her next show is on 9-11 in vancouver there are seven shows left i don't know what i'm gonna do when this tour ends because i don't know what the next movie is gonna be but I can't wait to see her back on stage again. Right, moving on. Rihanna and A$AP Rocky's second son's name has been revealed. He's called Riot Rose Mayers. The birth control was obtained. The birth control? Jesus. The birth certificate was <laughs> obtained by People magazine. With the, we know the the poor baby's birth date, birth time, everything. Being a celebrity is a lot, but congratulations to Rana and ASAP. Riot is an interesting name, but, you know, when you're a celebrity, you can name your child literally anything. And I'm kind of envious of that level of freedom. Coco Golf won the United States Open the other day. She is the champion of 2023. She beat Sabalenka from Belarus two sets to one i tuned into the game when coco was a set down and i was not finding it funny i was literally screaming at my tv like girl please stand up but then all of a sudden this switch just flipped in coco and she was mechanical with it it was incredible to witness we literally witnessed history like we're entering into a new era of tennis i remember watching like matches of serena williams on tv and now we're watching coco goff win the us open she's the first teenager to win at the us open since serena like we're in a new era child and i'm so excited to watch where all of this is going the um um post-match interviews between um coco and sabalenka was so funny i don't even know sabalenka's first name but i really like her surname so i'm just gonna keep saying it she was literally breaking down sorry for the noise guys my windows open it's hard as shit Anyway, sabalenka was like breaking down during the um interview like she was crying so hard and like she was making jokes but wasn't funny <laughs> and at one point i was just like please can they put this babe out of her misery let's hand the mic over to coco it was so hard to watch but coco like Afterwards, the vibe's perfect. I love that girl so much. She has a great head on her shoulders. She's really witty. She's really sharp. Like, I really like her. She said, F the haters, not literally, but essentially in her speech. She even said, Please, gonna have the mic. Like, I need to talk. It was so good. Congrats to Coco. I really need to see her play live. Like, my God. Right. Megan The Stallion is back. She and Cardi B dropped a new song called Bongos. Sorry guys, I lost my train of thought, my bad. She dropped a song, or they dropped a song called Bongos. Sexy music video. Gorgeous colors. Visually stunning. Like it's just something about the video scratches something inside of my brain. I really like looking at it. I love Meg, so... Great time, and I think the song is a bop. Like, god forbid we have fun music nowadays, not everything needs to be like analyzing how stressful life is. Let's just have a bop, okay? As somebody said on Twitter, if you're looking for somebody to be rapping about taxes and like inequality. Go and listen to J. Cole, I beg. Let Megan and Cardi make some cute bops. Yes, you could say it's a bit late because we're entering into fall, but who cares like a bop is a bop regardless of when it's dropped of course this led to some discourse as always where some people were complaining that all women talk about is sex in rap music and they should come up with something else again Mind your fucking business. Men rap about sex all the fucking time, and I don't hear anybody complaining. Sometimes you tune into some of the rap that is popular nowadays, and I'm just like, what the hell is happening here? So, God forbid Megan and Cardi want to rap about, you know, dick and shit. Like, it's fun. Like, let's ha- just have fun. What happens to having fun? Why can't we just have fun you guys are so uptight and they'll be saying that we're a liberal society i honestly think a lot more people are conservative than they would like to think because some of the things that get people hyped up i'm just like are we not supposed to be be you know the 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 the, the ones with a bit of sense you guys please wake it up like say our women's business If you're going to be complaining let us have something that we can enjoy and have a good time with i've been seeing videos of people dancing and enjoying the song like it's not every time discourse shut up okay from here on out hot tops is just a lot child so (laughs) sophie tanner and joe jonas are getting a divorce and this couple for some reason i've just always liked them like i remember when um sophie announced her engagement on instagram like she doesn't post a lot but when she does post i always like go to her instagram to have a look like i'm just i've always liked her this was before i even watched game of thrones so this news kind of rocks me a little just a little I mean rumors were swelling days before any announcement came out from either Sophie or Joe and it honestly had a vibe of like damage control and it was coming more so from Joe's angle a lot of the stories coming out were saying that he accused her of being a party animal that she wasn't present for the kids you know how god forbid their mother is not mothering 24-7 like it's just not it's not what we expect you know so the rumor mill was piping hot before anything came out, and then all of a sudden, a joint statement comes out on Instagram that says, After four wonderful years of marriage, we have mutually decided to amicably end our marriage. There are many speculative narratives as to why, but truly, this is a united decision. And we sincerely hope that everyone can respect our wishes for privacy, for us and our children. They have two kids together. And for context, and this is important, I think. They got married when she was 23 and he was 30. So let's just keep that bubbling in the back of our minds when we talk about this segment. Next thing, after this joint statement comes out, we get more and more reports about why this divorce is happening. We saw all sorts that, you know, again, keep burrowing down the whole she's a bad mother, like Angle. Like, I just kept seeing all of these tweets on my TL about that being the reason. We kept seeing pictures of Joe Jonas out and about in Hollywood with his kids. And... I shit you guys know They never post their children. Like, on Instagram, they're one of those couples. Like, the kids nowhere to be seen. But all of a sudden, we're seeing you and your kids have lunch in Hollywood. Like, it was giving, you know, planted. And then we get another crazy story that says, Joe Jonas saw something on a ring camera in their house that led to him filing for divorce. And at this particular point in the news cycle, I was like, okay... One, what the fuck could he have possibly seen? What could he have seen that made him say, I need to get rid of this woman today? Like, what could he have seen? And secondly, why do we know so much about it? Like, you know, I've come to realize that with celebrities, if we're hearing so much about them, it's because there is a source of that news. Like, the news is, I mean, yeah, sometimes some, like, tabloids just mix shit up. But oftentimes, particular people are in the news because we're getting that information from somewhere. And sometimes it's often feeded in from the actual sources of the tea to, you know, people in the circle who would then take it to news outlets. The rate at which things are coming out about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner makes me think that this is absolutely a targeted campaign, probably from Joe's team, to paint Sophie in a terrible light. Which now makes me think, what could he have possibly done? That he's doing this much work to paint her as a bad, a bad person. Because people, you know, as they do, Sansa, they went to dig up old interviews where she often said that she's a homebody. That she doesn't go out that much. She misses home. Like, you know, things that contradict everything that's being said right now. But a few days ago, during a performance sidebar the Jonas brothers are constantly on tour I feel like every time you hear about one of them they're performing on a stage somewhere like do these people not rest anyways while on tour he said and I quote if you don't hear it from these lips don't believe it we're gonna watch this space because I have a feeling this is gonna become a thing and I'm invested. I'm sorry, I'm invested. So we're gonna keep you guys abreast. There's so much like outstanding tea that when it all starts hitting, it's gonna be it's gonna be good, but you know, I was gonna say all the best to the couple, but they're not a couple anymore. Damn. Moving on. Courtney Kardashian posted a picture on her Instagram with the caption. I will be forever grateful to my incredible doctors for saving our baby's life. Hold on, I've only posted, i only took a screenshot of half of the thingy, my bad, y'all. <laughs> I'm eternally grateful to my husband who rushed to my side from tour to be with me in the hospital and take care of me afterwards to my mom blah 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 as someone who has had three really easy pregnancies in the past I wasn't prepared for the fear of rushing into urgent fetal surgery I don't think anyone who hasn't been through a similar situation can begin to understand that feeling of fear I have a whole new understanding and respect for the mamas who have had to fight for their babies while pregnant and she said walking out with of the hospital with my baby boy in my tummy was the truest blessing no more context to that other than that caption, but oh my goodness, like prayers up for Courtney and the baby you know babies, even celebrity babies <laughs> are precious, so all the best to the, the barkers and I hope the pregnancy you know, is smooth for Courtney <sighs> my god I just saw the next point and I just okay so Rolling Stone published a report that accused talk show host Jimmy Fallon of fostering a toxic work environment I read through the highlights of the article because I wasn't reading all that and you know at one point in time I might have said, what's the big deal about creating a toxic work environment? But as somebody who has had to work in a toxic work environment, it is no joking matter. Like I was breaking down every other day because I just felt like my head was in the pressure cooker every time I walked into to work. So it's not, it's not a joke. And especially somebody who's as high profile as Jimmy Fallon, like this is breaking news. And he apparently um, apologised to his production team over Zoom saying that it was unacceptable. But the report essentially went into, he just, if he's having a bad day, everybody's having a bad day. And he makes people feel like they have to walk on eggshells around him. Like, you know, just constantly feeling very tense. And occasionally he might have an outburst or two at the employees. Like, it was just was a very you know, not very pleasant environment to work in, and again, you're high profile, you're fucking Jimmy Fallon, like, that, that is breaking news, I've always thought the guy was a bit strange, I don't even like when people, I like, go on his show, because he just, I hate his interview style, like, he, he almost talks over the hosts, like, you have people on your show, you're the host, you're supposed to facilitate conversation, why am I hearing your voice more than I'm hearing theirs, so I'm, always was a bit iffy about the guy, but, You know, there's no smoke without fire. Um, Yeah, I don't even know why I brought this news to you guys. I feel like sometimes with tea, it might seem like, what does it have to do with me? But when it's big enough, it's big enough. And I'm going to bring it to hot topics. But with that being said, there's also some gossip that I will never bring to this, this forum, this podcast, ever. Like some things... I don't want to say are beneath the podcast, but they're just if it's not something that I care about, sorry, it's my segment. But if I don't care about it, I'm not gonna talk about it. So yeah. Okay? Moving on, I wouldn't normally report this particular person because, again, this kind of falls into the category of why we're talking about this person. But the story was so crazy that there was no way I couldn't come with this tea. He is set to enter a guilty plea for public indecency so (laughs) he could be going not going to jail he will have to serve 120 hours of community service and be on probation for a few years issue a public apology and pay a fine because there was a time a couple years ago where he was on a flight from japan and he told the flight attendants that he was quote unquote brick hard and he allegedly dropped a jar of lubricating vaseline in the aisle and eventually he had to be monitored for the duration of the flight (sighs) my god so he was doing one or two things on the flight which and then telling disturbing the flight hostesses with that information so i mean of course they should have thrown him in jail for that because what the fuck was that so yeah he could be serving well not serving time but he's going to have some kind of reprimand for this behavior because what the hell are you the first to be bricked up why are you telling everybody and then disturbing everybody on the flight with it again like have a composure man this guy like i liked panda did i like panda or did i just was it just a part of that particular time And I'm not going to listen to it again to like answer that question. But yeah, like we just, we know designer, you know, he belongs to a very specific time in history. And again, the story was just so crazy. That was just like, hell. So yeah, I doubt I'll talk about that again. But (laughs) it came across my tear and I was like, what? Okay. And last but not least on my list of hot topics the Oscars announced that they will be giving Angela Bassett an honorary Oscar next year. This is too little too late in my opinion. Angela Bassett continuously gives us excellent performances. They should have given this woman the Oscar for her portrayal in black panther of forever she was acting down she was nominated and then they gave it to jamie lee curtis for her performance in everything everywhere all at once and she was in it for like how long i can't even remember what she did in that film because it was that inconsequential and it was not oscar worthy in my opinion they continuously disrespect angela she's been nominated for an oscar only twice in history and this was for her portrayal in well one of them was for her portrayal of Tina Turner in what's love got to do with it and you can think of all the iconic roles that Angela has played since then so I think that's the thing with these award ceremonies like it's always like medicine after death like they'll make somebody like they will miss the time where they should have done something and then they'll try and make up for it and i think mainly because of the backlash and again their shirts tone for it now of course because everybody's just like you had the opportunity to give this woman an oscar how many times and now you're giving her this like you know it's not it's an oscar but it's not it's not the oscar and it kind of reminds me of the disrespect that the grammy is continually due to my queen beyonce sorry to talk about her yet again but beyonce every time beyonce drops an album it shifts the earth off its axis it does whether you like to admit it or not something literally shifts every time beyonce drops new music and every time in my opinion anyway it is some of the best music ever at that particular time whether it's renaissance whether it's self-titled whether it's lemonade like at that particular point in time a, a fresh beyonce album is the best music you can listen to and i think that every time beyonce drops a new album it is worthy of album of the year and every year they snub this woman they don't they give her every other grammy under the sun urban contemporary how can you give an album like lemonade best urban contemporary do you know how insulting that is sorry a renaissance they gave it best dance um recording but then they did not give it album of the year and it's just like this continuous disrespect but then they'll be loading the fact that she's the most grammy awarded individual of all time yeah but not for you won't give her the one the one like it's it's annoying how all of these institutions that Everybody deems as so important. Continuously snob people that are, like, working at the top of their game. Like, it's... Like, it's so annoying to see talent be so disrespected. Like, it's crazy, bro. I mean, I'm sure it's still an honor to receive an Oscar one way or another. But it would just be nice if she had won it for, you know, all of the ample times that she should have been nominated to begin with all right guys i have reached the end of our topics didn't get to an hour my bad but to close up the pod um i do want to talk about what songs i've been listening to lately it's kind of been a mismatch i don't know if i've talked about this already but i've listened to jaguar 2 by victoria Monet honorable mentions all right which was produced by Kei so good and stop asking me for shit Mwah, chef's kiss I've also been listening to you guys I'm suddenly a fan of Kylie Minogue like I've always you know I've had nothing against Kylie like I'm sure we all know one or two Kylie Minogue songs because she was the pop star of the day for a while back when i was a lot younger but nowadays i think she's releasing an album in a couple weeks and the singles off of it i have enjoyed tremendously the one i've been jamming lately is called tension like she's kind of entering like an electronica poppy kind of vibe and you know i'm kind of on that wave so i will be tuning in for this album because i was pleasantly surprised when i heard a snippet of tension and i went to listen to it and it's so good and the production is so good so that's something I've been listening to. Also I've be been listening to bongos. I, I meant it. It's a jam. Like it's a fun little bop. Like I'm still listening to that. And I'm kinda jamming the Oppenheimer soundtrack. <laughs> like I kinda missed the feeling of Bazboos from being in the cinema. So I'm listening to that lately. And Renaissance has been on spin as well. But um yeah. Let me hang this up. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of this illustrious podcast. Sorry, it's a little short, but I tried my best. Please make sure to follow us on our socials. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at Sage. You can find us on Instagram and threads at Sage. Use the hashtag dumbsage. and we'll see you. Yeah, we will see you next week. Bye!